24 Seconds Podcast. We're back at it again. Dren, what are we talking about today? The Lakers signing Andre Drummond and the Brooklyn Nets signing LaMarcus Aldridge. But before we get into it, please leave a like and subscribe for more content. It would be much appreciated. Arju, give me your general thoughts on Andre Drummond going to the Lakers. I like this signing for the Lakers. I think, you know, Anthony Davis doesn't like playing the five. And so Drummond is now uh, a guy who can play the five for them. Um, In terms of spacing the ball, he doesn't really shoot the three ball. He can't shoot the three ball, honestly. Um, But he provides, I think he provides, you know, rebounding, right? Um, This is a team that, that had Dwight Howard last year who really provided rebounding off the bench and really helped him out in some of those playoff series. I think Drummond can do just that for them. Drummond is one of the better rebounders in the league. He probably is, in terms of numbers, the best rebounder in the league. Um, and I think you can, I think you can kind of, you know, start him if you want. You can bring him off the bench. I think this is a good signing for the uh, the Lakers, and I think I, I like the signing. Um, but what do you, what do you think about it? I think this is a really good signing for the Los Angeles Lakers, and I think you have to look at this in multiple perspectives, right? You have to look at it in the first perspective, which is what he can provide for that team without Anthony Davis and LeBron James and what he can provide for them with that with LeBron and Anthony Davis there, which you already talked about. So I'll talk about what he can provide when he's not there. It's very apparent that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are – their absence is really affecting this team. So having a guy like Andre Jarman there who can help the team is going to be huge for them because right now – the Lakers are only winning games against the weaker teams, like the Magic, the Cavaliers. Every time they play a big game, like against the Suns, they're losing. And that's normal. You don't have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But having a guy like Andre Drummond, rather than relying on like Montrez Harrell, I think think this is a really good signing. And it's smart for the playoffs and for what they're struggling with right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess the next question to be asked is, you know, what do you think of his fit in L.A.? Like, you know, any general thoughts on that? I like when I see signings and trades like this, I like to think of the effect it's going to have come playoff time. Right. And I think having a guy like Andre Drummond, when you go against the the better bigs in the Western Conference, like Jokic, like Gobert, maybe I'll add DeAndre Ayton in that category. Serge Ibaka, Ivaka, Ivica Zubac. So the, the Western Conference is obviously loaded with big men. And so having a guy like Andre Drummond who can block, rebound, you're going to need all that stuff come postseason. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't say it any better. I think Drummond gets a lot of criticism um, for, for the role that he plays. I mean, he's not the best offensive player, and in the playoffs he hasn't performed well. But I want to just talk about the teams that he's been on. I mean, he was on a Pistons team with Blake Griffin, and Blake Griffin was amazing that year. But if Blake Griffin is your best player, you're probably not going to do well in the playoffs, right? Um, And I feel like he got a lot of criticism for that, even though it really wasn't his fault. Um, And there was also just a lot more pressure on Drummond. Now he goes to a situation in L.A. where they don't even need him to be, like, top three in terms of scoring, right? You have LeBron, Anthony Davis, Dennis Schroeder, Harrell. Like, these guys can score, so now Drummond really just has to focus on defense and rebounding, and and he does that. He's a great defend, uh, great rebounder. His defense is pretty good. I mean, it, it can always be better, but in terms of post defense, like, Drummond plays well in, in the post. Um, and so I agree. He just, he just needs to be a post presence. Exactly. Because 
they have guys that can score the ball. Like, let's look at their roster healthy. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Pope, Wesley Matthews, Schroeder, Harrell. I'm missing a, a few guys in there, but you get the point. They don't need Andre Drummond to score. They just need him to be a post presence, get those blocks on the defensive end, get those offensive and defensive rebounds, and the success will be there. Exactly, and it's not like you have to you know, play him or you have to start him like, his role is very up, very much up to Frank Vogel to decide. And so, again, I think this signing was good. I think we both agree that the signing was good. We both like the fit. Um, and so, I think again, I, I'm going to reach that conclusion that this will be this will end up being a good signing for the Lakers. Um, but I kind of want to talk more about this second signing. Um, and I, I know as a Heat fan, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge was supposed to sign with the Heat. He ends up signing with the Brooklyn Nets. I want your I want your thoughts on the signing of Aldridge. We'll talk about the fit in a little bit, but what are your thoughts on the signing? I think the one way everyone can describe this signing is surprising. When we got that notification from Wojens Shams, I don't really think anyone expected it because even the most credible reporters out there were saying that he's the favorites of the Heat. Like after um a- after the Miami Heat made trades for Victor Oladipo and Emmanuel Bledsoe, so they were saying, "Oh, they're not done here." They're about to get LaMarcus Aldridge from the from buying him out. And so it, it was just surprising to see him go to the Nets. I know you have very strong opinions about it, so go go for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked about this off the podcast, but he hasn't changed. Um, you know, he left he left Portland because he didn't like that Dame was becoming a star. There was rumors about that. He didn't like that. He didn't like how Dame was taking over his his spotlight. So he moved on to San Antonio where he thought he was going to become this franchise player. You know, there's talks about him being like, like a Tim Duncan. Like there was a lot of talks about him like taking over and leading that team to a championship. He wasn't able to do that. You know, there's reports that he's finally like understanding of the situation in Portland and how he loves the city of Portland and how he wants to return one day. But then he ends up signing with the Brooklyn Nets, right? On a, minimum, on a minimum, which which shows some uh, desperate behavior. time and time again, Lamarcus Aldridge has shown that it's always about him and how he he's not willing to put in any of this hard work to be that guy, right? And this is again like LA is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he signed with the Nets knowing he didn't have to work as hard to win a championship, and you know he he. It's it's all about him and how can he get there the easiest way instead of like the mentality that Dame has, right? Where Dame's like, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be loyal. It's not the same way for LA. I mean, there was, how, how are there so many reports of him signing, going to sign with the Miami Heat and the last second he switches up and signs with the Nets, you know, like that just kind of goes to show that he doesn't really, he's not really loyal and he never will be loyal. Like, that's just the way he is. Like it's it's about winning championships for him, and 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 you know, like I hope he does end up winning a championship, but I also hope he realizes like this is not the way about doing it. And like a lot of people are going to end up losing respect for him as a player because of what he did. Um, and so that's that's just kind of my general thoughts on. On the signing, I guess we can move on to the fit. What, what do you think of the fit of Aldridge in uh, in Brooklyn? I wanted to say one thing though. Um, I 
remember the report that came out and we, we both sent it to each other um, that the reason why LaMarcus Aldridge ended up signing with the Nets was because of the Heat's small losing yeah. streak. Like, what does that even mean, though? Like, I'm not – I know I sound salty as a Heat fan, and I'm, I'm really not because I'd rather not have players like that at the organization. But that just shows that maybe he was just looking at the box score. You know, we didn't have Dragic, who gives us, like, 15 a night, occasionally 20. Butler, who's, you know, almost MVP caliber, had he not get, gotten injured. Like, what? Like, how are we supposed to win games without arguably two of our top three or four players? You know, just – I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, again, like, it just goes to show, like, it's a losing streak, right? And, again, you mentioned it. The the Heat have been banged up for a while now, right? And so the fact that, like, like a small losing streak like this made him not want to sign with the team, man, like, he's got some serious problems when it comes to, when it comes to that, right? Um, but, yeah, going back to the fit, like, you know, what do you, what do you think of his fit in, in Brooklyn? First of all, I don't think he's going to start right away, but I think eventually he's going to start. I don't know. It depends, actually. I, I want to hear your opinion on whether or not Steve Nash is going to start him or DeAndre Jordan or have him at the power forward, actually, and DeAndre Jordan at center. But it's just going to be interesting to see what starting five they come out with. Let's say it's Kyrie, Harden, KD, LaMarcus Aldridge, and DeAndre Jordan, right? Or you can have LaMarcus Aldridge at center and Blake Griffin at power forward, yeah. right? Or you can have Kyrie, Joe Harris, James Harden, KD, LA slash Jordan, right? You can do so many different things. But I think in regards to fit, it is a good fit. The Lakers don't really have a big guy. I'm not talking about Kevin Durant. That's obvious. But I'm talking about like a, a, a certified center. Like they have Nicholas Claxton and they have DeAndre Jordan. None of those guys can really score beyond the paint. And having LaMarcus Aldridge who can – he has one of the best mid-range games in the league, and to have him there for the Nets is going to be Yeah, I, I also just want to say I think it's a good fit. Um, I don't like the signing on Aldridge's part, but I think Brooklyn is very smart in signing Aldridge because it's a great fit for them. Um, you talked about those potential lineups. You know, we, we can see lineups of even um, Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, um, Blake Griffin and LaMarcus, right? LaMarcus played small ball five sometimes for the Spurs. I think the one thing, though, that is going to be their limitation and, and the limitation on, on the minutes for Aldridge is his defense. If y'all watched him play this year when he was playing for the Spurs, his defense was bad. His perimeter defense is not what it used to be anymore. Um, he can still guard in the post. Again, not at a high level but you can still guard in the post. His perimeter defense is really bad. And so I feel like teams will, will take advantage of that. Um, there's multiple clips of him just being lost on defense. And this is a Spurs defense, right? Like this is a team that is like, that is built on playing good defense. And so that was really interesting to me. Um, again, this just gives them more options. Like, it never hurts to have this amount of this amount of depth on a team, right? Like any team in the league could could take a Marcus Aldridge as a depth option, and so, like, yeah, it's a good signing, um, and I think they'll be able to use him in any way possible. I don't know if he starts immediately. Um, I think it might be based off of um, like matchups, and so, yeah, that that's that's kind of where I see it going. Yeah, I don't think he'll start right away, like I said. But one thing I wanted to talk about was how 
LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin, like those are big names across the NBA. And people think just because of the names that it's like the the players that we knew of them in their prime, right? But that's one thing to, to, to realize, you know, the Nets are not getting prime Blake Griffin and prime LaMarcus Aldridge. In fact, a lot of people think that these two signings aren't even going to help the Nets that much. So I just wanted to point that out. I personally think that, like, I, I partially agree with that. I partially um agree with that because LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin are not the players that we used to know, but I don't agree that they won't help the Nets at all. They're going to help them and they're going to contribute a lot, but it's important to note that it won't be the same prime versions. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I actually think the Blake Griffin signing will be more helpful than the LaMarcus Aldridge signing. But I think it's a, I think that's a good point. Like these signings, both of them help. Um, The extent to which they help is the question, not whether if they will help or not. Um, And I also just wanted to say um, Jeff Teague is actually signing with the Milwaukee Bucks. So, Milwaukee is making some moves. Maybe they're trying to catch up um, to, to the Nets. Is that official? Yeah, that just, that just happened happen? a minute ago. Um, so Jeff Teague is heading to the oh. Milwaukee Bucks. They were the favorites for Austin Rivers, but they end up with Jeff Teague. So the, do the Bucks have another spot, or are they going to get um, Austin I'm, Rivers? I'm not necessarily sure. I don't believe they have another spot, but they did just end up signing Jeff Teague. So. Okay, that kind of makes sense, though, because in the P.J. Tucker trade, they got rid of D.J. Augustine, who was their backup point guard. And so now you re- you replace him through the buyout market or through he got waived. And so you sign him. That That's a, that's a pretty good Yeah, I actually like the move. I think I think this is going to help in terms of playmaking and defense for them. And so I actually like the move. Um, I know this is last minute and we didn't plan on really discussing it, but I just thought I'd bring it up because I thought it was an interesting signing. Yeah, but... Arjun, let's move into our 24-second Q&A. I think the, uh, the people that are watching this know how we feel about Drummond in L.A. We like the Drummond fit a lot, although there are potential negatives with spacing. And the Aldridge-Brooklyn uh, fit is really good. But, of course, as you mentioned, a lot of people lost respect for him because of, of that signing. So my question to you, Arju, for the 24-second Q&A is, which lineup that I'm about to say scares you more? Kyrie, Harden, Kevin Durant, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Blake Griffin, or Kyrie Harden, Kevin Durant, Bruce Brown, and Nicholas Claxton? <laughs> um, I, I'm i being serious. Bruce Brown and Nicholas Claxton, alongside those three, kind of scare honestly, me more. Honestly, it's hard because I think Claxton still has a way to go before he develops into the player that he can become. Um I do like Bruce Brown, though. I think Bruce Brown is very is very underrated. Um, at the end of the day, if I'm picking offensively, I'm going with that that first lineup. Defensively, I probably go with the second lineup. Um, Come playoff time, though, you're going to need yeah, defense, and so it's going to be really interesting to see what Steve Nash rolls out with because they have so many potential. Yeah, lineups. I I feel like. Yeah, they have again, as I said, they have depth now, you know? Like they have they can they can kind of toy around right now for the rest of the season to find their best defensive and offensive most balanced lineup. Um and so yeah, I don't I don't really have a definite answer on that one, but maybe in a few weeks, maybe they'll do a little bit more tinkering with their, their offense and defense and then we honestly might find out which 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 uh looks the best. Yeah. But I'm really excited to see LaMarcus Aldridge in 
see how he does for Brooklyn and see how Drummond does for LA. It's going to be yeah. interesting to no, see. No, definitely. It's, it's, it's going to be exciting. You know, it's going to be exciting. I think, I think this team is probably the best team on paper um, this year. And I, I feel like a lot of people would have them as the favorites to come out of the East. Um, but my, my question to you is um, I, I, I know we talked a little bit about this in, in the last um, last episode, but Aaron Gordon to the Denver Nuggets, he played his first game yesterday. They blew out the Hawks. What do you think of that Nikola Jokic and Aaron Gordon combination? Aaron Gordon is such a versatile player, and that's why I wanted teams like the Boston Celtics, Minnesota Timberwolves, Portland Trailblazers, especially to try to acquire um, to try to acquire him. But in regards to the Denver Nuggets, I think it's a great fit. You have a core of Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Jokic, and MPJ for the next few years. And come playoff time, you're going to need a guy like Aaron Gordon who can score, but not only score, but pro- provide a defensive presence. So the Jokic, the Jokic Gordon um, duo just got that's going to help the Nuggets a lot, man. Come playoff time, they got more serious because they got rid of young players and turned it into a guy. Yeah, who and really ball out. like, man, this this team all of a sudden with Aaron Gordon looks much better defensively. Because um, again, you talked about it, like he's so versatile; like he can guard one through four. Um, and and, and JaVale, JaVale, yeah, uh, he, the, it's not a huge. Exactly. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really nice to see what they look like come playoff time. I I wonder I wonder if they can even you know if they put up a fight. I think they can make the Western Conference Finals. Um, and so that that yeah and yeah again again like they could very much be in the same situation where it's against the Lakers, and it'll be interesting to see if they can beat the Lakers this time, especially if if LeBron or Anthony Davis do get hurt. Um. The Western Conference is going to be crazy because off the bat, these teams, Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Jazz, Nuggets, right? Those are like kind of the favorites. I know you, if you want, you can add uh, Portland and Dallas in there, but those yeah. five teams are the favorites, right? One of those teams is going to get eliminated yeah. in the first round. Just saying. Yeah. As of right now, I mean, the Lakers would play the Nuggets in the first round, you know? Um, the Clippers would play the Blazers, the Suns would play the Spurs, and the Jazz would play the Mavericks. Um, assuming that the playing goes the way of the seventh and seventh and eighth seed right now. Um, but yeah, Drin, I think that's it for today's episode. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. That, that's All right, guys, thank it. you so much for for listening to this episode of the Twenty Four Seconds Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave a like and subscribe. But uh, but for now, we'll catch you next time. Peace.